You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, this is your girl Tracy Noel, and I'm here with another episode of Wait on Purpose. And this is a podcast created to empower women in overcoming emotional discomfort with being single, understanding our fear of being alone, and transforming it to self-love, all while celebrating this season of singleness with joy, purpose, and passion. You know, I do believe that single women can and will bring on massive growth and healing by focusing and optimizing the four core areas of her life. And that is health and wellness, finances, career and entrepreneurship, interpersonal and high-minded relationships, and most importantly, her spirituality and her relationship with God. So today, I am pouring into my interpersonal relationships, and I'm connecting with women who are boldly stepping into their season of singleness. And I do have a special guest today. Um, and as I stated before, to add just like a little spice to this podcast, I would like to introduce other perspectives, other experiences and lessons from other people besides myself, um, because many of the things I've learned, although they have come from experiences, I've also learned so much more from other people um, and their stories and just how they show up in the world. So. Once a month, I want to introduce a powerful and phenomenal uh, woman who I feel walks in her divinity and just exudes this confidence and personal power, uh, someone who embraces her womanhood and her singleness, and that's building her queendom from all the stones that may have been thrown at her in life, and I feel like she's doing it with grace and just making it look easy. Um, I met today's special guest in Black Women Promote, and BWP is a Facebook community created to advance the cause of Black women in business um, and to foster relationships among a group of creative, innovative, and intellectual women. So my next guest, she embodies all three. She's innovative, she's intellectual, and she's creative. Her name is Shante R. Roddy, and she is the CEO of Intuitive Risk Management International. She's an empowerment speaker, talk show host, event producer, and advocate for women and entrepreneurs. Uh, her mission is helping purpose-driven women entrepreneurs launch, implement, and streamline business processes to give them more time, more money, and results to live life without limits. So welcome, Mrs. Shantae. Hey, love, how are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. So glad to be here. Thank you so much for connecting with me today. Um, and, and you know what, Shantae, I really feel like what you do and what you represent is like so necessary and relevant for a time as this. Yes. With, you know, like where more and more women are becoming the breadwinners of their households, they're 
um, establishing these foundations. They're stepping out in their careers and entrepreneurship. So uh, just thank you for allowing God to use you in that capacity. I think it's so necessary. Um, and and I, what I would like to do, I like to start all of my interviews off with just asking you um, what's something that you are celebrating and proud of at this moment in your life? Well, I'm celebrating and I'm proud of rediscovering me um, because this has been a journey for me. So um, I, I think when I lost my mom about three years ago, um, it wasn't really till recently that I really under come came to the understanding that I was going through like an identity crisis because um, partly because people, including most people in my family, were looking to me to replace my mother. Mm. And my mother was an amazing, like phenomenal woman. And, but there, there's no way that I could have replaced her and nor do I want to. Um, so I was at a place I was, not only was I giving and giving and giving and not really giving to myself, but I, I lost myself in that. And so um, I had to rediscover like who I am and what my gifts are and really go into a, a deep, a quiet place, you know, with God in prayer, in meditation, just seeking understanding and seeking clarity mm -hmm. um, on who I am. And so, I, you know, I am the daughter of the king of kings and yeah. I am the queen in the earth is who I am. That's um, right. I am a nonconformist. I am a disruptor of the status quo. Mm. Um, I am an intelligent, uh, beautiful um, entrepreneur, um, innovator. I'm very creative and I have a passion for helping women overcome challenges and succeed in every area of their life without limits. Mm. And that is definitely something to celebrate, rediscovering who you are. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was powerful. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, and so you are the CEO of Intuitive Risk Management International. What exactly is that? And what was your motivation behind creating it? Well, it's, an, it's a consulting firm. Um, and I wanted it to be international because, again, I didn't want to limit myself. I'm a, I'm a world traveler. So I love to travel. I like to experience different cultures. So I wanted to form a company that would allow me flexibility to travel really and work anywhere in the world. So mm -hmm. not necessarily travel, but be able to work internationally um, with clients and partners um, anytime that I, um, I wanted to, right? And build more connections. That's the beauty of technology. Um, and I really focus on coming to a place where I was helping companies do business differently. Because when I left, I, I left corporate America from a, a tough assignment. So I was really beat up. Um, so because I was an advocate, I was a voice for, for other people, especially women who felt like they didn't have a voice. They felt that they were a slave to the job, that they had no other choice. Um, and they were often made to feel that way. And I just felt like um, companies, as they grew, you know, from 
being small business minded, like the small town, uh, family feel, customer oriented, customer driven. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like they had lost that. Their money became too much of the driving factor, mm. um, which was costing them their internal customers, which are their greatest asset, their employees, right? And it was costing them their, their clients, you know, the ones that we actually delivered to because they were really um neglecting them um yeah. for the sake of money and which meant that then they lost money because that's not the right approach right exactly <laughs> so i wanted to be the one that to come back as a consultant because companies look at employees and consultants very differently you could be the same person you can leave a company as an employee become a consultant and you get treated very different you're treated as an expert and they actually pay you more you can actually <laughs> come in making in a day or a week or a month uh, an entire paycheck of an employee. Wow. Yes. So um, I just wanted to help companies do things, do business differently and have the focus on integrity, quality, and customer in the customer experience and help small businesses really focus in on that. So as they're building, they don't lose sight of that. Wow. Thus, the name intuitive. That's very brilliant, actually. That's very brilliant. Um, and everything that you said, I kind of, I feel the same way. Um, if a company does not invest in their in their employees, then it kind of trickles down to the customers, and then, you know, you know, what do you have without your employees and your customers? So that's that. Yeah, that's very, that's a very brilliant um, business model. Yeah. Um, and just off the subject, like you said that you are a real traveler. I'm like very wanderlust. Um, <laughs> I, you know, that's my goal is to travel the world. But what was your, like, what's the, the best place that you've traveled um, so far? This far, Egypt. Wow, Egypt, yeah. Yes. When I was an undergrad, I had the opportunity. It was actually impromptu, like last minute, last minute interview, impromptu interview um, with the, one of the directors of the international department. Wow. I interviewed, and I think the next day, I, I think it may have been that day or the next day that she told me I was selected, like, and I came in at the very last minute because a friend had told me about it. And um, so I had the opportunity to live in Egypt for two and a half months for the summer interning. Um, wow. And experience, experiencing the culture, like I've never experienced any other culture. Like I live like in a penthouse on the Nile. Like oh my God. Yes, literally walked out the apartment and then there's the Nile. You're on the Nile. Like, mm -hmm. and you see animals and families and um, it's just experience, experiencing the culture and the different types of foods and um, visiting the pyramids and seeing the Sphinx up close. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was amazing. I've wanted to go back ever since. <laughs> well, you can go. Yes. Can go. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, and so, Shantae, you are known as the master connector. What exactly is the master connector? It sounds powerful. Yes, because there is power in connections. I mean, your network is your net worth. Yes. Is how I look at it. Relationships is the new currency. 
Yes. So it's all about relationship building and helping people, and especially women, understand that we we don't need to go it alone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're doing doing things alone, um, and we need a community. We yes. need a community of support, a community of other women entrepreneurs and business owners and leaders that understand what we go through, right? Mm-hmm. So when your family and your friends don't understand and they think you're crazy, right? Because <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have girlfriend, goal friends, right? That oh. understand, right? That you sh- we, you have shared dreams and shared vision and shared goals um, and you can and work together. So I consider myself a master connector because that's what I do. I do more connecting people to what they need to, to achieve their goals or to succeed in, in the area or to overcome a challenge. So regardless if it is not anything that I can, it's not a service that I provide, my service is being a connector mm-hmm. to make sure that they get what they, the help that they need. So every day, daily, I am con- literally connecting people all the time. Yes, and I see it all the time in Black Women Promote. Um, and I love that term, goal friends. Yeah. And, you know, Shantae, something that I'm learning in this season as well is, you know, as a single woman, single mother, I, I really learned that I was really leading with this masculine energy, right? This, mm-hmm. this energy of competition, this energy of action, just doing, 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 you know, like running this treadmill life. So I, like God had to sit me down and like, okay, I need for you to start leading with your feminine energy. And, you know, happen to your divine feminine, which is more of a, like just a being type of energy, just be, it's more of like a, of a collaboration type of energy instead of a, com, a com, compete. And I yeah. think a lot of women have, um, we've lost that energy. Like we, we are really operating because this society is like a masculine energy type of society right now. Right. So I think we've lost that, but, um, it was just interesting how you said that women, we do need to connect more. It's more, it should be more collaboration and not competition. So absolutely. Great. Great. And you have the, um, the biz live talk show. So how did that come about? Like you're a host and I know you do this. Okay. You're not new to this. You do this. So how did that come about? And what, what, what are some of the topics that you talk about on that show? Okay, so how this actually came about is, um, I, well, I have a signature event that's called the Small Business Week Extravaganza. In addition to that, I was um, working on launching another event. Um, and it was called the Be My Own Boss Conference and Expo. Mm-hmm. And part of that, like promoting that, I wanted to start a talk show. And I wanted to do a talk show, and I didn't know if it would be just for the event or it would be longer term. Um, But while I was planning, I said, I think this is something I want to carry on past the the actual conference. And where I bring on entrepreneurs and small business owners to share their story. That's the whole purpose for them coming on, to share their story and share their journey. Because there is such great power in in everyone's story. And everybody has a story. and I don't, and, and people shouldn't take it lightly because everything that we go through in life is for a purpose. Is yes. is really a step towards 
um, success. So success is in a final destination, right? You are continually evolving, uh, growing, uh, moving into your into and through your purpose. And so I bring on entrepreneurs to share their stories, to to talk about challenges that they've been through that they were able to overcome, to really give the the real uh, view because society and social media glamorizes entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rarely, you know, do you see the behind the scenes, right? Mm -hmm. They think, they look at a person, they think that this person achieved success overnight. No, none of those people did. It was five, 10, 15, 20 years of grinding behind the scene, of rejection, of no's, right? Mm-hmm. Of sacrifice, right? Of early mornings, late nights, you know, <laughs> you know, going with, you know, missing meals sometimes because you haven't left your computer. You've just been working on this thing. <laughs> um, you know, sacrificing relationships when people don't understand and, and relate. So um, all of those different th- topics come up in conversation. So that people understand that they're what what they're going through, that there's others going through the same thing. And if if we were able to overcome the challenge, they can do it too. Yes, and I think that's so so good to know because when we look at successful people, like you say, we don't see the failures and failures are a part of success. Um, and so to be able to connect and say, okay, I'm not going crazy. This is this is part of the process. Um, it gives you a little bit more, um, just, it, it helps you to kind of stay the course then because you know, okay, this is not, you know, it's not, it's not going to be like this forever. Yeah. And I think we look at failure wrong. Like there's a book that, um, I have that I've, I'm reading is called failing forward. And I think we, we teach, people about failure the wrong way it's not really failing it's a learning experience Uh um it's a step it's kind of like um when the gentleman created the light bulb and he talked about all the times he reworked and reworked that thing it wasn't a failure every single time it was a step to get to that innovation yes so we look at ourselves as creators and innovators none of these things that are brand new that people came up with were easy to come up with. Somebody started out with an idea yes. and then you have an idea and you're like, okay, how do how you work it? That's where collaboration comes in because then you get to be able to share ideas and brainstorm and mastermind with other people because you have a viewpoint, but it's always good to get others' perspective. And I've been doing that that recently and just bringing in another party to hear their thoughts and get their perspective and then I've been able to tweak some things and, 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 and improve something that I've been working on, a project or initiative or something I'm trying to launch. And I'm like, how do I can't do this by myself and bring in other people that have a skill set that maybe I don't have. Yes. And they're able to fill, in, they fill the gap, you know, that I need to be filled because I for sure can't do everything on my own and nor do I want to. And I think that's a sign of wisdom. I think for me for a long time like the ideas or projects that I had I wanted to keep them to myself like that's my baby and I don't want nobody to steal my ideas and Mm -hmm. no one understands and I think it it shows great wisdom when you say and that's okay that I don't understand and yes this is still your baby and just Mm -hmm. like 
a regular child, you still need that village to raise that baby. And, you know, your ideas and visions are no different. So that's, yeah. And I've had, I've had ideas taken or put it out there twice, actually recently, um, that fell through, but understand, even if someone steals something, your idea, a lot of these ideas we come up with aren't brand, brand new. Nope. It's a brand new perspective. It's you bringing your uniqueness to it, your unique gift. So even if somebody steals like an idea that you have, they can't, they're never going to be able to do it like you did it. It's a good yeah. perspective. Yeah. That's a yeah. good way to think. So that one, those two didn't work out. And I was like, doggone it. Twice. <laughs> and then I, I was like, okay, I don't, I want to really keep this under wraps for a certain period of time and be really selective in who I, who I tell it to in the early, mm. uh, in the early stages. So you do have to be protective like that, but not so protective that you're closing people out. Right. Yes. But I think you, once you learn, you know, you, you get so much and then you, you really discern who you, who you bring into it. And then after those two didn't work out, I mean, God gave me something else that was bigger and better. Yep. That's how he works. That's how he works. And, um, you, you, you touched on small business extravaganza, but that was one of my questions for you. I know that's something that happens, what, in Atlanta? No, Cleveland. Cleveland. Okay. So, okay. So it is here in the Midwest. Yes. Okay. And so just tell me a little bit about small business um, extravaganza. Like, what is that like? Yes. So it is, um, we're actually working on our third annual event. It is a week long event. It came out of the need to really see small businesses celebrated. Like I was not seeing entrepreneurs and small businesses celebrated and recognized on the level that I believe that they should be. Mm -hmm. um, there are national small business days that even small businesses weren't aware of. And I'm just like, why aren't you aware of this? And why aren't you taking the time for yourself to celebrate you and celebrate other small business owners? So in 2017, I was just like, if I don't do it now, then when? Yeah. It's going to be another five years till I see it. And I was just to the point where I wanted to see change. And if I didn't do it, it's like, if I don't do it now, then when, if it's not me, then who, mm -hmm. then I'm the one that's called to this. I'm the one that needs to do it. And I had three weeks and I was going through a lot of things. I had a lot on my plate, but I said, I have to do this. And that's where I pulled on my network. There's no way that I would have been able to accomplish putting on a week-long event in three weeks by yourself, three weeks by myself. So I pull, I asked my, I started asking and that's why I try to encourage entrepreneurs, make the ask. Like you're not even asking, make the ask. Don't assume people are going to say no and reach into your network first. That's why you have a network and they really showed up and showed out and we were able to put on the event and said, Whatever we do this year, we're just going to build on it after, after this year. And we did. And it got bigger and better. And then next year is going to be even bigger and better. And I'm actually taking it on tour because mm. a fellow alum of mine wants to collaborate. He's based in Indiana. He's an entrepreneur. He's running for office. He has a co-work location that he just, he just uh, had the grand opening for. And so we're going to collaborate and bring the event there. 
that's a good idea. And I was just going to ask, you know, where you're going to bring it to Chicago, but I would love to. I think that's I think that would be a great idea. And you did mention about um, you know, people have to learn how to network. How would you or what advice would you give someone who's like introverted, who's a little shy, maybe not that confident in their abilities? Like how would you tell them to get out there and network and put themselves out there? Okay. So I'm an introvert. And I'm not big on labels, first of all. Um, People making excuses for why they can't do this or that, right? Those are Mm -hmm. just excuses. Yes. Being an introvert is is a gift. It's not not a detriment, right? It's not a weakness. No, it's (laughs) not. Some people try to say that it is. And it's not social anxiety and it's not shyness. Okay. How we... How we... um, get our energy and re and re-energize like people being connected with people takes a lot of our energy. So we need time to recuperate. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say, um, whether you're introvert, you're shy or you have social anxieties, I would say just take the step and start small. So when I left corporate America, like I've always been a um, public speaker back in the day, but life happened and I, I suffered from anxiety um, through the on the job, um, and I I was really disconnected from people. Like I was really in a hurt place, and when I left for the the last time, I was not really trying to connect with people. But my business was suffering. Yeah, and I was just like, this is not it. Sitting in front of this laptop, like people are not knocking on my door. Like, I don't feel like connected with people and I need to, and it was really the Lord telling me after my mom passed that he was taking me to a higher level and I needed to, um, move, I needed to move outside of my, that comfort zone again. I needed to, um, overcome that challenge. And then I heard, um, Shonda Rhimes had an interview with, uh, Oprah and uh, she was discussing her book, The Year of Yes. And I bought it. I read it. And I said, 2017 was going to be my year of yes, mm. of saying yes to opportunities that I should have been saying yes to that I said no to, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just started small. I, I prefer more intimate environments. So I say, invite someone for coffee okay, or, or lunch, a meal. And don't think it, it's not even small talk. Like we, we don't like small talk. You don't, to, you don't have to do small talk. If you're, if you're connecting with someone with the intent that they have a gift that you want to learn about and you have a gift that you want to share and they want to learn about, it makes the process so easier. It's not even anything about small talk or making a sale or getting this person to buy whatever you have. That shouldn't even be it. It's about learning about the person. Once you do that, you sit down, you'll be amazed at things you connect over. Like when I first started connecting, I found like every single woman, every single one had lost their mother, either their mother or their father, a love, a loving parent. Mm -hmm. So we bonded, we, we could relate to each other on that level. Yeah. And so it just started there by sharing the story again. So sharing your story, sharing your gifts, connecting with people, you don't have to get into a, a big crowd. Like I'm not big on big crowds, but I've learned how to manage a larger crowd um and just being intentional and focusing on you know any environment i go in um whether it's a conference or a mixer that i'm leaving out with at least three connections okay that 
going to build upon. I don't care if it's three people in 30, excuse me, 300 people in the room. My, my focus is to focus in, and I'm usually drawn to particular people, um, and focus on them and go to them. And usually they're people that are like loners <laughs> <laughs> and like they're by themselves and like they kind of, you, you know, they might feel awkward of being there. And I go walk up and I introduce myself and we, we start a conversation. But yeah. start small, a virtual coffee and chat. That's the beauty of technology, using Zoom, webinar platforms, Messenger. I've had coffees and chats with people all over the world um, virtually. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. And like you said, sharing your stories, like I lost my mom and father at a young age, and I'm also an introvert. So I think we connect on that level as well. But it's really, like you said, tell your story, you know, you never know who's out there. Um, exactly. That's going to need to hear it. So um, how do you pour into yourself? You know, like, how do you practice self-love and self-care like this? There's this internal cup that we have. How do Shantae pour into that? Um, well, I don't think I was doing a really good job until about three months ago, really, because I was giving and giving and people, it was just wearing on me and I had given to the point that I was on empty. So yeah. I've taken like these past three months, like really in solitude, prayer, my books, um, point out every all the visions I have in my mind, putting them in pay, on paper and then putting them in an Excel spreadsheet. Um, really focusing on me and letting people know that, look, I took care of you and I'm talking adults, right? Mm -hmm. What I've done, um, but this stage of my life, I need to be focusing on my purpose because we want to help people and I, I want to help people, but I'm not called to everybody. And if yes. I'm not called to you and I'm, I'm doing things for you just because it's not serving you and it's not serving me and it's actually draining me. Um, so I'm really particular about, you know, what, what I'm doing and that it aligns with my purpose. Mm -hmm. And my purpose is really to work with women and to help women live a life without limits. So really, if it's not aligned with that purpose, it's not, a high, it's not at the top of my priority list. And so um, a lot of reading, uh, listening to podcasts, um, I'm a learner, so I, 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 I love to learn new things. So I've spent a lot of time doing that, reading my Bible, not just reading, but studying it, mm -hmm. uh, finding myself in the word of God, like finding, like who he says I am. That, I think that's the connection we need to make between who we think we are and who he says we are. Yes. Right? Yes. So I've always had this self-love. It's just I lost myself and I really wasn't taking care of myself. I, was give, I wasn't practicing the self-care. I was giving to everyone else. And and just giving and giving and giving. And then um, I promote self-care because I think it's so important. I think there's other women, especially black women, that are in the same situation. And we have to make ourselves a priority. And it's not a bad thing. Um, and it's okay to be selfish because if we're not in a healthy place, it's hard to help anyone else to the, our fullest capacity if we're not full. Yeah. And I am happy you said that because I, I also feel like in order for us to be good to others, we have to be good to ourselves. Like, 
you know, keep that internal cup filled. And someone wise once said, they was like, um, you know, that cup that overflows, you know, everything in the cup is for you and the overflow is for everyone else. And I thought that was so profound. Yeah, because we do feel like this is this noble thing to help and to, you know, put people before us. And although it's a beautiful way to be, like you said, it drains and then it causes resentment and then it causes so much mm-hmm. other issues. So, yeah, I'm happy that you are pouring into yourself more now. And I hope you continue to do so because we need you to be full right? We need you out here to be full. So um, why are you single? Let me go ahead and get nosy for a little bit. Why am I single? Um, That's a good question. Because um, and a relationship has not been on my priority list. Um, I've just had so many things going on. Um, You know, always, it seems like, um, and really focusing on um, my mission uh-huh. is, um, has always been like a priority for me. And, um, I think with that focus, um, and really loving myself and knowing, really knowing who I am to the point where I know I, I'm not willing to settle, uh-huh. um, just to say I'm in a relationship or I have someone, uh-huh. um, it's never been my thing. So I've never been in a rush to be in a relationship. I'm very slow in that regard because I want to get to know people. And I feel like today people aren't getting to know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting deep in relationships and don't even know each other, not communicating. And I think those are things that are important. I'm trust and communication and building and friendship. Um, so um, I have relationships, but they're, they're friendships. And mm-hmm. for me, friendships are the most important thing. And then if we can build on top of the friendship, and and we and you can compliment my life then i will consider that but i'm really focused on my mission helping women building my empire um and accomplishing all the goals that i have set out for myself and so i'm in this i'm in my season of singleness and i've always been single mm-hmm. so i've never had a i've never had what they call a boyfriend right mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think people don't understand that most times than most, single is a choice for us. Um, And when you're so full with purpose, you really have no qualms about being single because you know that this is a season to build and to grow and to heal. And eventually, you're going to attract the right person for you on that level, right? Because if you're trying to date and you're broken and you're healing and you're struggling, um, yeah, it's just not going to work. So. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And what are you most grateful for? Hmm. I, I'm most thankful for being chosen. Mm. That I'm chosen and set apart. You know, I think sometimes like when we're young, even when we're older, we struggle with that because I've never fit in. Mm-hmm. I've never been one to fit in, but I've never been one to want to want to fit into the point where I'm willing to give up my my values and standards to fit into a crowd. I've never that that I was not born to do that. Um, but I appreciate being chosen. So that means no matter what I go through, no matter the test, and I've been through some big one biggies. 
um, and challenges that it's all for a purpose. Mm-hmm. That I was anointed and appointed for for this time, for this mission, for this movement, um, everything that has brought me to this place, that God's plan is greater than I can even ever think for my life. So the fact that he chose me, um, and no matter what I have to go through, no matter what I lose, I will always have favor and be restored. Everything will be restored unto me because I'm in the will of God. Um, so that's an amazing thing to me, to be chosen and, and anointed um, to serve in the kingdom. Yes. God's best idea. You're God's best idea. I love it. Um, and so, so, okay. So you're single. What's the hardest thing about being single? Like, is there one? Um, <laughs> I'm so different. Um, I, I love my alone time. Like I've, I've been here at the family home like three months. So I mean, if I see people here and, you know, I connect with people. Um, but I the hardest thing about not being in a relationship. I don't know that there is anything hard because I have other types of relationships and I've never been one that is so drawn to or re- or um, require um, like that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. For me, friendships outweigh those types of relationships for me. So as long as I have like a solid um, friend and those are few, Right. Yeah. As long as I have that, then I'm really good. And if I'm connecting people and and helping people, so to me, it's not hard. Yeah, I know. Cause like I asked myself the question, I'm like, what is the hardest thing about being single? And the best I can come up with is opening the jar of pickles or something. I'm. <laughs> well, like, yeah, like, that's yeah. hard. Well, cause the other day, I, I the other day that is funny because the other day. I said, you know, if if um, a man was to come into my life, right? Uh-huh. Um, I said I would, you know, I would love to give him all the stuff like that I do that I've been doing for forty three years that I would happily give over, like yeah. taking out the trash, like I've been doing that for forty, <laughs> right? Cutting the grass, um, shoveling the snow, all of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, right. Bring like a hundred bags and groceries. Fixing things in the house because I'm a homeowner. And if you own a house, there's always work to be done. There's always improvement, which I love some of them, but fixing toilets, if something happened with the toilet, those types of things, I would be happy to, you know, have someone to assist with those types of things. Absolutely. And so you said that you've never been in a relationship. So I can't ask you what your last relationship taught you. So you've never been in a relationship before. Well, the way that most people think of a relationship, like I, I have not had a boyfriend or a fiance, although every, I mean, the people, the guys have wanted to marry me, um, but I've had really deep, friendships and they've always been deeper even deeper than a friendship but we've never like defined it as you know I've never said okay I'm going to go out with you or we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend it's never gotten to that point right um but the challenge has been with 
this relationship is um i think in this like time is men not defining the re- the the relationship like it's so different these days right yeah. Yeah. Um, and this whole, and I didn't even know what this was, these terms, I'm so like sometimes naive and out of the loop on a lot of this stuff, but Netflix and chill. And I don't know what all that <laughs> stuff is. I want to, you know, be courted, take out on a date, but I'm not really, really accessible. Really. If somebody wanted to date me, I don't know where they're going to find me. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. But I, I have learned a lot because, um, I had some challenges and, some some struggles because those friendships like crossed the line. Um, and when I set boundaries and they wanted to um, not respect my boundaries, um, when I was clear about, about, you know, my standards, what I will do, what I won't do. Um, and so a lot of times men look at me as a challenge, as a conquest. Mm-hmm. Um, because I haven't been in a relationship, I'm still a virgin, and it's like it's some conquest, and I'm like, no, what? Okay, so I've waited like 43 years, and you think you're just gonna come along, and right. I'm just gonna just give myself over to you. That's how they think, and you'll be surprised. I'm talking men in the church, out of the church, uh, PhDs, MBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once you break my boundaries, that's, that's difficult and it's hurtful, especially when I consider them my friends, right? Yeah. They would step over a boundary like that. And so at that point it's never, it's never the same. Yeah. Trust has been broken. Yep. So that's the, I think that's the hardest thing, um, in talking to a counselor and when I said, well, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, upfront with you know, my status. And she was like, no, no, you, so I'm always the, I want to be transparent and truthful. Mm-hmm. And then you make, because then you can make the decision that's right. what you want to do. And I want the truth. And that's another thing. Men are, are always truthful and I shouldn't have to go through 21 questions to get to the truth. That's right. <laughs> that's true. And you know what? And I've been practicing abstinence for three years and, and something that I'm learning now, um, is to listen to my intuition and my spirit of discernment because at first I would just like jump in these relationships then by the time I known that he was no good for me I'm already emotionally attached to him yeah and so it's and it's harder to pull away but during these three years like I've been cutting people off like okay nope that ain't gonna work you know that ain't gonna work that's not gonna fit with my family and so you are, I'm thinking three years is a long time. Wow, Shantae, 43. Yeah, I, mean, I, get all, I get all types of reactions. I'm, I mean, some people are like, oh my gosh, wow. And then other people are like, are you crazy? Like, know. do you know what you're missing out on? No, to, for me, I'm not missing out on it, it, all the stuff that I'm missing out on, the drama, any disease, um, dishonesty, all of that, because I... I love hard, like, and I get connected. So, like you were talking about the uh, the soul ties and emotional entanglements. Yeah, that people that you can get into, and I know me. That's the beauty of knowing when you know who you are. You get to the place where you you're not going to settle for like right. anything. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's the biggest thing is finding out who you are, what you want out of life and not giving other people control over my body. Like nobody has to, and I always said that about women. Why, why are we giving our power away to a man or anybody else? Yeah. And not doing things based on what we want to do, but 90, 90% of women do what they do because society tells them that they, they crazy if they don't, or they'll yep. be left or a man won't want them. Or all kind of crazy nonsense that I'm trying to, I'm, my message is to dispel that myth, right? Because yes. if, if, if you want to tell me that if I don't do such and such and then you gone by and I have said bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. And, and then, they, then they're like shocked because a lot of women, you know, are, aren't like that. They will do what they ask them to do, but I'm not the one because I, I have self love and self worth that I, I already see that a mile away that you're not honest and that you don't have integrity and that you don't have good intentions. So if I already know that, why am I going to invite you into my personal space? Exactly. Yeah. And those soul ties, they ain't nothing to be playing with. Cause I'm, I'm, really I'm still healing from them. I just like abusive, physical abusive mm -hmm. men is like, and I'm, like I said, I had to really take my time um, and say, you know what, let me, let me, you know, take that away off the table and, and kind of heal Mm -hmm. and get rid of these soul ties. So I commend you for that. No, I, I, I respect that wholeheartedly. Um, so thank you for sharing that. You're thank welcome. You sharing that. Um, so when you feel like giving up, what keeps you grounded and what helps you to keep going? What helps me keep going is the vision that God gave me. No matter how tough it gets, and I mean, it's gotten tough. Uh -huh. that God wouldn't give me a vision that wasn't going to be a re become a reality. So I keep, always keep that in the forefront of my mind. So that's why, like, when I got into a quiet place, I came to my family home, I wrote it all down, I mapped it all out. And I'm like, Lord, like, you know, show me the step. Just take one step, like Oprah says, one, the, what's the next step that I need, <laughs> that I need to make, right? Uh -huh. Um. So, yeah, so that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, and, and so what is the most common reason for people failing or giving up? Like, what do you think causes people to just give up? And some people still keep going, but then there's one, you know, there's the ones that say, you know what, forget this. I'm going back in my comfort zone and they well, give up completely. I don't think that they're really connected with their why or they haven't defined their why. Your why has to be really strong to stick mm -hmm. it in, stick in it, right? Yes. yes. Um or else you you'll fall back and um and like like even every time I think I might be going to back to corporate America, I'm like I don't. And the Lord keeps that door shut. I'm serious. He will he will keep it shut. Then I have to get into grind mode. Like I have to, and then I come up with these ideas. So if something doesn't work out, I'm like, okay, how can I tweak this? How can I change this? Um, and I've discovered that I'm really creative. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but a lot of times people, it's not knowing who you are and being connected to your why um, strongly and, and having a vision, a long, I think a long-term vision for yourself and knowing what you want in life. Because I think when that's strong, even no matter how hard it gets, it, it, it will keep propelling you forward. This is true. 
even if you take a detour, like my mom passed, right? That doesn't mean I'm no longer pursuing. That means I took a pause and that's okay. Yeah. But, but I'm not giving up. I, I'm just not giving up. Not that I haven't thought about it. Like every entrepreneur, every other day, you're like, I'm a, this is not. <laughs> well, I'm going back to corporate. <laughs> but I'm like, no, because I, I don't want to be in a situation where tomorrow that one thing and I, I backtracked and I gave up right when I was there. Yeah. I was right. I was that close. And anytime all of these challenges and tests come, that means that you're closer, you're closer to your that that next level and i'm not i'm not gonna give up on the next level of of my destiny and where he's taking me and what who i'm supposed to serve and who i'm supposed to impact that's what keeps me going and it's powerful that you say that is it's because it's not about the destination it's it's not about the end point it's really about the journey because you're never the person that's that planted the seed that's going to reap the harvest. Like you're, they're never the same people. It's like you go through this, this journey of healing and growing and connecting. And it's just a power, like the, the power and the joy is in the journey itself. Yes, um, it's a journey. Success is a journey. And most people think it's a destination, it's a final destination. And it's not. And you said, and you did, you did mention that. You did mention that. Mm-hmm. So just to go a little deep with you, um, who is God to you? Like who, who is God for you? He is my everything. He is my, he is the one who I trust like with everything, with my, my entire life. Um, he is the love of my life, <laughs> you know, outside of my, he's the, 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 the top love of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I couldn't, I wouldn't be who I am without him. He is my creator. Um, he is my wisdom. Like everything that I am is because of God and he is so loving and his favor is just, it's just, it's beyond words, really. Yeah, it really is. It really <laughs> is. It's not like describing a person. I could say, and my parents are the love of my life, right? But God is just on a whole nother level. Another level. It's like this feeling that you get in, in, right, in the spirit. Right, that's in the soul. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. like this shift that's even happening, like with the rise of women and this movement that I'm helping to lead. And for God to like put that in, in me and to feel it in my bones. Like people don't understand, unless you've experienced like God for yourself, like you, you don't, you don't even know. So you have to mm-hmm. have to try to articulate it. Um, but to, for him to like be with just in me and that I am a daughter in the kingdom of God and that I am sent here to be a light in the world and to bring his kingdom on earth. That's a powerful thing. It's a amazing thing. It's a miraculous thing. It's an empowering thing. Something that powers me, put powers me forward at those times that I want to give up. So he, he's my, my everything. He's the one I put my, all my trust in. Absolutely. We share the same sentiments. Um, and, um, 
So I asked you to choose five random numbers and you chose them. So are you ready to see what questions correspond to those numbers? Sure. Okay. Um, what's one thing that every woman should have? Confidence. Confidence. Okay. And would you rather spend money on material possessions or experiences and why? Experiences, because life is an experience. You can't take money to the, um, it with you in death. Right. <laughs> when right. you're no longer here, um, there's a lot of people with money that live um, sad lives and they're not really living, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm all about having an an experience in my life, right? Okay. What are your priorities and how have they changed over time? What are your priorities now? My number, my top priority, I'm getting there, is me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I've communicated that throughout this um, show, mm -hmm. is that focusing on me and making me a priority, and it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing. Um, but that's, how, that's the shift, because everybody else has been a priority. Um, feeling like I, I'm the one that everybody calls on, relies on, needs. Um, and like I had to let them know, like, when I call, nobody calls me unless they have a need. Yeah. So nobody, right. If I don't take care of me, who will, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. So that's how it has evolved. I'm, I'm the priority. And so that I can be I can be my best self, like I can be filled up, like you said, so that I can be overflowing, so then I can serve others. Yes. So I have and, to take care of me first. And what's your greatest accomplishment so far? I think my greatest accomplishment is just be, my ability to constantly evolve and reinvent myself. Okay. And... Okay, 43. How do you deal with isolation and loneliness? Um, I, first of all, I like being alone. Um, I don't necessarily like loneliness. Um, I like to feel connected. And one of the ways, one of the things that has helped me is being part of such a wonderful community as Black Women Promote. Mm -hmm. And helping the women there um, and sharing my story with them and encouraging them on the daily basis, connecting them on the daily basis and um, being a source of um, hope for, for them. That has really helped me. Okay, great. And so where can we connect with you, Mrs. Shantae? Uh, you can connect with me really anywhere, but my website is www.intuitive riskmanagement.com. Um, my handle is at intuitive RMI on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can also um, visit me at the BizTalk Live Show, which is at BizTalk Live Show uh, on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm at Shantae R. Roddy. So I'm, I'm on social media. Um, feel free to get in contact with me or visit me on my website. Um, you can email me at info at intuitive risk management .com. 
Wonderful. And lastly, I do find interesting the, the CEO startup kit. I think I want to invest in that. So tell us more about that and any other products or uh, special projects that you want to share as well. Yeah, so the startup toolkit really came out of what I found is a need of entrepreneurs that really could, they weren't in a place that they can af could afford my consulting services. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give them like a DIY toolkit that they can really um, take it and it can help them start a successful um, business and really focus on the foundational aspects, which a lot of times coaches and business consultants don't talk about, like the formation and getting your EIN and your articles of corporation and getting your proper licensing and being authorized in the state and the city um, that you live in, understanding the tax code and how to take advantage of tax deductions and tax write-offs, right? And how to budget, you know, um, pricing your products uh, correctly and your services and how to map that out. So giving entrepreneurs a roadmap. So whether it's a service or you're launching a new product, you can really calculate like how to price it, how the, and how that will equate to profit for you and your business. Um, and so there's other things. There's also uh, a networking guide in there for those, for the purpose of helping more people to be better networkers, but more effective networkers. So whether they're introvert, they're shy, they have social anxiety, or they just don't know how to network, the, the networking um, gift sheet, um, sharing of gifts really can help the entrepreneur become more effective at networking. Wow, that is so clever. That is so clever. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so that's it. Um, the, the last part of this show is called Put Inspiration on It. And so I'll give you like a random word and I want to see how you can spin this word into something positive and motivating or empowering for our listeners. Um, so I'll give you a second, but your word is mountain. The spin on it is that faith moves mountains. Mm-hmm. There, there are no mountains that, um, no barriers that you can't, no challenges that you can't overcome. So it's your faith that's going to move the mountains out of your way. So um, what we think sometimes are mountains and we let them stop us uh, from achieving our goals and pursuing our dreams, we shouldn't allow them to be that, um, that mountain that can't be moved for us. We, all we need is the faith of a mustard seed. That's right. Take us to church, Shate. Thank you. I agree. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for connecting with me today. Ms. Shante has been such a pleasure getting to know you more. You've gave some jewels. You dropped some wisdom. So I really appreciate you. You're welcome. I'm so glad to have been invited to the show and glad to share and, and hope that it inspires and empowers uh, your audience. Thank you. All right, and thank you all for joining me again for another episode of Wait on Purpose. And remember, this season of singleness is for a divine purpose. So I hope you find it, and I hope you continue to walk in your true divinity and personal power unapologetically. Love, peace, and light. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.
I see you all.